Welcome into a week 14 Giants hangout brought to you by Crestron, Madeline Burke, Brandon London, and Jonathan Casillas hanging out as we look ahead to the Giants and the Packers on Monday night football. This is going to be a fun one, guys. I mean, Giants coming off a bye, but two-game win streak going into the bye. Packers, they're on a heater, too. A three-game win streak, one four out of their last five. This is a matchup that I think earlier in the season or a couple weeks ago, a lot of people thought, oh, I wonder if this is going to get flexed. Is this, you know, not going to be in prime time? But now the Giants' fifth primetime game of the season, and it's gonna be it's gonna be a fun one. Yeah, let's hope this game goes better than the other primetime games that the Giants played this year. Cause uh okay, them late, them late nights leaving that that stadium, man. Those are long ride homes when they don't get the dub, man. And like you said, uh look, these teams haven't both haven't lost in the last three weeks. You see, you see what I did there, guys? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can't lose the game. Bye. Right. Yeah, <laughs> Giants, you know, uh, bye week and they won two games, I think looking very impress impressive against the commanders, uh, you know, kind of a offensive snoozer uh, in against the Patriots, but a win's a win. Yeah. And the Giants only have several on the year, four in a year, and they had two in the last couple of weeks. So I'll take what I can get. Green Bay Packers are playing some really good football right now. I think the surprise on Thanksgiving what no matter what you ate was that the lions got the butts beat by the packers on yep. thanksgiving which is something that i don't think nobody would have expected but when you watch them jordan love is playing very high level football he's throwing the ball very well uh christian watson went down last week with a hamstring i think that's going to slow them down a little bit on offense but i mean they got weapons reed is probably the fastest person on the field whenever he's on the field uh aj dillon is running the ball very well so the Giants going to have a lot to handle on Monday night coming up. Yeah, what did Drake say? The reward for hard work is more hard work. So the reward for the Giants of hard, their hard work winning those two games is now the, now the hype. The hype is back. You know, you got the emoji. You got Tommy Cutlets. We, we got everybody's doing that. But now this is this game, if, if you don't show up, and you don't p produce this game, then those other two weeks mean nothing. Because with that bye week, this bye week, this probably felt like the longest bye week I've ever been a part of in my life. Like all the Commanders game, the Patriots game, that felt like forever ago. So now mm -hmm. we've we've they've kind of reinserted themselves into being able to have that hype and that expectation. And you get to do it on prime time now with everyone watching. Everybody wants to see what's this emoji about? What's these cutlet sandwich? What is, what is what's everybody talking about? Yeah. Now is that opportunity for you to get a chance to show up on a Monday night football game prime time and show, hey, this team's really not out of it. Two games behind, two games out in that what final wild card spot. So you got the storylines, you got the hype. Now it's time to shut up. I mean, now it's time to put up and shut some people up. Well, and also, too, I mean, coming into this week, Brandon, you mentioned the longest bye week ever because coming off a bye week and then a Monday night game. So it's mm. almost two straight weeks. Obviously, the team is practicing this week and and whatnot. But um, early in the week, though, Tyrod Taylor came off of IR. He got clear to practice. He's good to go. And Coach Brian Dable made it a point to say Tuesday, Tommy DeVito is the starting quarterback for Monday Night Football. Didn't leave that open to question. Didn't leave it open to uh, to competition or what have you, which I thought was a good way to set the tone for the week of saying, all right, we're going to prepare this way. Nobody's going to have any doubt as to what their role is going into this Monday Night game. Um, but you mentioned, you know, the storylines, the this, all that kind of stuff. Tommy DeVito has a chance to, you know, 
some people are comparing him and what he's done with the Giants to Lynn Sanity. Not quite there yet, but, you know, Jalen Hyatt talked about how he's really inspired confidence in this team. He's really inspired confidence in a team that's had its quite a bit of adversity. You know, as a receiver, Brandon, when you know from day one, this is the quarterback for this week, this is the hot hand we're riding, how much does that help you in preparing? Well, it helps a lot because you know there's continuity there. You know, when you get the when you guys go through install and Tommy's sitting there and let's say Mike Kafka is installing a new play, you get Tommy's thoughts, you hear it, you don't have to worry about I mean, you want to listen to Tyrod because something can happen and T two could be in the game, but you want to hear things coming from from Tommy. Tommy likes it that here. I, like if we break it at 15 as opposed to 16, you can get into that window for him a little bit faster. Then you go out to the field. You guys are running routes on air. You're running drills. You're catching balls from him. And especially if it's new routes, because you constantly, when you go through a, a bye week, you got to self-scout. You got to self-analyze yourself. So let's say you're running the under route, what uh, Isaiah Hodgins scored on that last game. You run that under route on third and threes or third and shorts. Now, as an offensive group, now you're looking at it, hey, we're running that under too much. Now we can go under under and go. We can run some sort of whip route on that, a return route off of that. So now you guys get a chance to go out there and practice these new things that you're throwing in as well. So you get that confidence, but you just see the confidence in the locker room from everyone's social media, from Sterling Shepard to Isaiah Hodgins posting the beer, the Tommy Cutlet beer and all that stuff. These guys are, these guys are going to ride behind this guy. They're going to get behind this guy and they're going to go out and they're going to make plays for this guy. So it's great that coach Dable did that and put that out there early. So you're not, no one has to answer questions about, well, who would you rather, who should be in there? All you have to do is say, coach said, Tommy DeVito's the guy I'm riding with the QB one. We'll go out there and play for him. So it makes it a lot easier on that sense. But at the end of the day, you all know collectively what's, at stake on Monday, who you're going to play. And you guys want to go out there and put your best foot forward on primetime because a lot of people think they're saying like, oh, you just played the Patriots or Commanders. Well, we could just play who's on the schedule. Now let's line up against the Packers defense that's been playing pretty well, that kind of held Patrick Mahomes in check for a bit. Now, Tommy DeVito, you guys, you in the pass offense, you guys are up. Let's see what you can do. Yeah, and, and the good thing, like, the Giants have a quarterback controversy because you have two quarterbacks that could potentially start, right? But it's not like the typical controversy where you have somebody basically playing who's struggling. Maybe there's in jeopardy of losing the locker room, losing the starting job. No, it's the controversy happens because Tommy DeVito played very well with Tyrod just being hurt. You know, it wasn't that Tyrod wasn't playing well and he had to get benched or you had to figure out an option. It was his health. And now that he's back, Tommy DeVito's been playing so well. It's like, do we get off the hot hand or do we go with the more experienced quarterback, the quarterback that's been in the, the league a lot longer, throwing a lot more touchdown passes, won games, lost games, uh, went to the playoffs, a guy that's dealt with really tough defenses or a guy with no experience. So it was a, it was one of these things that the Giants were doing. And I think it had a little bit to do with looking forward to, towards the future a little bit. Not, I don't think they the Giants are sacrificing losing games this year. I don't think that's happening at all. I don't think that's the case here. I just think that to figure out what Tommy DeVito is with how he's been playing, it just worked out for Tommy DeVito mm -hmm. and the timing worked out for him. And I can tell that I love Tyrod. I think he's a tremendous 
football player, let alone backup in the, in the NFL. He's tremendous as a backup. But I know he can win games for the Giants. I think the Giants are like, look, let's see if this kid, Tommy DeVito, this, you know, undrafted kid from Jersey, let's see if he's actually a quarterback that we can keep on a roster moving forward. And I don't think they're sacrificing losing games because I think they believe, I believe too, that he can win some games, which he already did. He won two. And, you know, he didn't look good early on, but the last, I mean, that commander's game, not only did he show toughness and poise in every single start, that commander's game, I was like, oh, that kid can throw the football. He throws yeah. a great deep ball. Yeah. He's not his, afraid to send it downfield, too. His intermediate route throwing, I think he's thrown, you know, very good passes, you know, in every game that he's played, you know, even when he had limited throws uh, against the Jets. You know, and and the Giants are putting themselves in a position where they can figure out the future of the quarterback position, and that is Tommy DeVito. Is either he's going to play very well and be on the roster next year, or he's not, and then it's up in the air about do we have Tommy DeVito on the roster moving forward? So, and, and oh, and you know, JC, like we hear it all the time from whether it be a GM or a coach when they talk about like an older player. They say we're going to give the young guy the reps because we know what player X can do. So it's kind of like the same thing when it comes to like a Wandell Robinson and Sterling Shepard. Can Sterling Shepard still play? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. The boy can still ball. But you're going to give Wandell Robinson those reps because you want to see what the young boy is going to do going forward. I think it's the same thing when it comes to the whole Tommy DeVito, Tyrod Taylor thing. Plus, you're riding a hot hand as well. So that made it a lot easier. But going forward. And like mm -hmm. you said, the evaluation process to see what's going forward. He's thrown some good balls down the field, good intermediate routes. Now we want to see him get out the pocket. Now we want to see what type of athleticism do you have in terms of extending a play and uh, getting out uh, getting out of the pocket and making some throws downfield and not taking sacks. So this is going to be a consistent evaluation process for him game by game. But at the end of the day, go out there and spin, young man, because you're playing with house money. Well, and it also, too, like speaking of money, this is a big the cap space comes into play when making this evaluation as well, because if you're looking at next season, right, Tyrod Taylor's deal is done at the end of this year. Next year, do you go with a veteran backup quarterback or have you found a gem in Tommy DeVito, an undrafted rookie contract that is going to be much less expensive and give you a little bit more cap flexibility to address other needs on the roster? Um, so that's a decision that this team needs to make. And of course, like to the points that you guys made, these are all opportunities and each week it's you know another challenge a tougher challenge leveling up leveling up monday night football against packers it's not quite bowser's castle but we're getting there <laughs> and for tommy devito you know going against this packers pass rush i mean brandon you mentioned it last week they played the chiefs they were getting pressure on patrick mahomes they had three sacks on the reigning mvp they held the super bowl champs to to field goals instead of uh instead of touchdowns they put a lot of pressure on them especially in that red area yeah. When you look at, you know, when you look at the way that this Packers defense has been playing of late, Casillas, especially, you know, Sean Gary getting the pressure, leading Green Bay with, what, nine sacks on the season so far. Um, Tommy DeVito is somebody who's taken some hits in recent weeks, and this pass rush, it just seems like a next level. How does the Giants offense and the Giants kind of navigate that, prepare for that, balance that out? Well, what we what I've seen from Tommy DeVito, he he's thrown the deep ball, but a couple of those times, I think he held the ball like kind of a little too long, and you know people are saying the offensive line is playing better, 
Tommy DeVito's holding on to the ball. Some are, some are, you know, him inducing these sacks. And I think that's a fair observation. He does hold on the ball a little bit too long. And what I would like to see from Tommy DeVito is be more rhythmic, be more uh, on time when it comes to throwing the ball. That looks like you have, you know, a better understanding of the offense. And I don't expect him to do that in his first two or three starts. But as time goes on, you know, and he's actually the starter and he's actually understanding how guys are coming out their breaks, how route concepts are designed against defensive schemes. He's going to start understanding you have to get that ball out at a certain time, or if not, it's going to be another nine sack game because the, the Packers, they don't just have one pass rusher. They have multiple pass rushers. Uh, I think Preston Smith is good. He's been good for yeah. a long time. And then, I mean, you got the kid right from Paramus Catholic and Rashawn Gary yep. is Paramus Catholic against Don Bosco. Yeah. Prep. Lucas Van Ness too. Lucas Van Ness. Yeah. They got a, they got a slew of guys that can rush the passer, and then also offensively, they can score points. Jordan Love can score points. They 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 figured out a way to get their weapons involved. Uh, they lost their running back a little bit earlier, but AJ Dillon, he's like two fifty. The Giants were, and I know the Packers. They see what they see what we all see on film. The Giants are struggling against the run. I expect them to get a full dose of AJ Dillon. Yeah. 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 Of course. So that segues. So that kind of segues into it, like just to retouch it. So Tommy DeVito is going to have to be a GIF, not an emoji. And when I say the emoji, what is the emoji just sits there? He's going to, he can't be a statue quarterback. He's going to have to be a boomerang. He's going to have to move when it comes to that. But the biggest emoji that's going to come down to win this game to play into you, what you're saying, Jonathan can see us is the wink emoji. Wink Martindale in this defense has is the reason why I just this know, team. I just know Brandon was practicing that line in the mirror. The entire time JC was talking, I was like, I got that heat. <laughs> I got that heat. <laughs> Dylon, 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 and Dylon. Like, but, <laughs> but, but, but you look at the takeaways these past two games, what the defense has been able to do. Like, even when they were getting the ball back to the offense and they take that sack or, or a game looked like it was, it was going to be closer, or a team had a chance. Let's say if they scored, they get back in the game. Defense lights out. Cordell Flop punching balls out. Bobby Okereke, uh catching interceptions uh, in that sense. So I think the defense. This is going to be another game where you're going to have to load up, stop A.J. Brown, A.J. Dillon. You're going to have to load up, stop A.J. Dillon. We love what Jordan Love – well, when I say we, receivers, we love what, <laughs> what, what Love has been able to do. But I think, our, I think the Giants' defensive secondary matches up against these no-name hungry receivers. You know, I'm not calling them no name. In Watson's terms of, out too. Watson, Watson's out. So I think there, there's the matchup right there. If you're going to stop A.J. Dillon and you can force Jordan Love, like, again, I say force like he's just some sort of regular quarterback. This man's come on the scene. This man threw touchdown uh, through three back-to-back, three touchdown games, the fourth time he's done it on the year. So, but he's going to have to be able to throw through tight windows going up against the secondary. It is going to be imperative that the Giants secondary wins this game for this team. Well, and the, you know, going up against Jordan Love, who hasn't thrown a pick in three weeks, you know, I mean, earlier on in the season when they were on that four game losing skid, he had like seven turnovers. He's got that ball security and the Giants, their key to success, their recipe lately has been their defense winning the turnover battle specifically. And so if the Giants, 
you know, are going up against Jordan Love, who's been protecting the ball a little bit more, how can they kind of make him uncomfortable enough to fall off that wagon to start turning the ball over? The Giants can get those takeaways, win that turnover battle, because that's the key for the Giants' success. It's the defense playing at the highest level and the offense kind of doing enough right to keep the head above water lately and that's not a dig at the offense it's just it's just an observation of the fact that you know offense players will say that too yes there's more that they could do they could be putting more points on the board you know they're last in the league in yards but that's okay because if the defense is getting the job done the offense isn't putting the defense in a bad position if the offense is you know extending drives maybe they're not getting into the end zone but they're getting you know giving the defense a little bit of time to catch their breath and watch the surface on the sideline before getting back on the field things like that it's a balancing act um but monday night football the bright lights i mean this is a young roster packers though packers have a young roster they're the youngest team in the league um this is just a different environment like you guys have been around monday night football played in monday night football what is the vibe? What is something that you remember most about that stage? Monday Night Football, It's for me, it's it's exciting. Like, it's something, you know, you look forward to. When you look at the schedule, you look at, oh, the Sunday nights, the Monday Night Football games, you know. But I was also talking about Tommy DeVito sustaining drives because I don't think the defense is going to be able to create six turnovers like they're getting as commanders. Yeah. Maybe they'll mm-hmm. get a couple, but to create six turnovers – like they did. That's an anomaly. That's that that happens once a year, once yeah. every few years, you know. And the Giants to be able to do that on defense, I think that's a lot to ask. But if the offense can sustain drives and they play the field position battle, they kick some field goals, score some touchdowns with sustaining some drives, that'll give the defense some chance to be human because they they right. can't you can't expect them to play that high level yeah. of turning the ball over four and a half times the last two games. That's just a lot to ask. But what I do want to see them do better defensively is stop the run or do a better job against the run because right. against the pass, they're really they're doing really well this year against the pass. But I expect them to go ahead and step up against the run and try to shut down A.J. Dillon because I think the Packers' mindset is going to be we're going to run the ball on them and Jordan just don't make no mistakes and we'll be able to get that dub on them, guys. Well, so and, it's- and these two teams have some parity in that way too because the Giants, you know, the Giants struggle against the run. So do the Packers. Packers' pass defense is a lot stronger than their run defense. And Brandon, correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like this Monday night game is going to be one of those old school NFC three yards and cloud of dust run the ball games on both sides. Yeah, it, it could be. It, it very might well be because of the two running backs that you have in the backfield. And it's supposed and, to rain too. Monday and it's night. supposed to rain. And Thank it's supposed God. to be like 39 degrees, but it says it's going to feel like 25. Everybody bundle up. But uh, what this game is also going to do to kind of piggyback what you're saying, JC, is it kind of gives you a chance if you're the Giants to kind of rewrite the narrative almost. You get the chance to kind of rewrite your story, especially again, you're two wins away from the last wild card spot. But the only way you do that is by doing the things what Jonathan just said, sustaining drives. So this is a primetime game to show the NFL that you can sustain drives. Me, Tommy DeVito in this offense, we've been laughed at the entire year. Hey, this is a game where the defense may not get a bunch of turnovers, but we've sustained drives and we put at least three on the board on that drive. Uh, complimentary football. If the defense continues to play well, two turnovers, three turnovers, you get a two turnovers, you need, you need at least 10 points out of that complimentary football. And then stopping the run. Is Dexter Lawrence going to play? Don't know just yet. But are you able to stop the run? Because that could be – if you can't stop the run against the, the Green Bay Packers, 
it's just going to be a long night because the play action and the things that Jordan Love, they're able to do, Matt LaFleur type offense, they're able to kill you with the smoke and mirrors if they're if you don't stop that run game. So there's three things right there that you're able to kind of start to read to edit or bring in the red ink on your story to finish the story of your, of your season. And you got the saints. I don't want to look forward, but you got the saints uh, going, going it next week. So it's a, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting for this game. And it's just which giants team is going to come out on well, Monday. And Brandon, you mentioned too, just being two games out of that wild card spot. I'm sure a lot of giants fans watching this were like, Psh, okay, yeah, this and that, but the Packers, the Packers at one point this season were one in five. Now they're yeah. sitting at 500 very much in the playoff conversation. So how quickly things can turn around when you stack some wins. And at this point in the season, like November, December football, you guys know, is that important? Is that meat of the season? This isn't NCAA where you've got one loss and you're no longer in the playoff conversation, right? You can start. Unless you're Florida State, <laughs> who had no losses. You know, Florida man, Florida man was just not in the mix this Florida year. <laughs> not in the mix this year. But, but, but know, yeah, yeah. I mean, and you look at the people who are the teams who are ahead of the Giants. Like you're talking about the Seahawks who have who have the tiebreaker. You're talking about some of these teams. All it takes at this point, and I don't, I don't, I'd knock on wood because I don't root for it. You're seeing quarterbacks, starting quarterbacks go down. You're seeing this is where a lot of teams get hit with that injury that could decimate the roster. That star player, that glue guy goes down. The Giants have been hit with so many injuries. They had already one. glue. One. Yeah. What glue? It's all Damn. it's all tape. It's Scott's tape. But you know, we're, we're you're just talking about now. It's like a you win some games, you put more wins together. It's a wait and see type thing when it comes to the end of the NFL season. So again, one game at a time. Got the Green Bay Packers on Monday night, but you get a chance to rewrite your story. Get your popcorn ready. Giants Packers Monday night football at MetLife Stadium. We will be there. We will be bundled up, staying warm and staying stoked to watch this game go down. Five more games left this season, but of course, starting Monday night football. That's a wrap for our week 14 Giants hangout brought to you by Crestron, Madeline Burke, Brandon Lennon, and Jonathan Casillas here every week. See you at the game on Monday, and we'll see you next week right here on the Giants hangout.